This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3307 for Tuesday, the 6th of April 2021. Jit's show is entitled Jitwork Tree and is part of the series introduction to Jit. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 25 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is how to use Jitwork Tree. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hey everybody, you're listening to Hacker Public Radio. My name is Klaatu, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about Git Worktree. Git Worktree is, I think, a fairly new-ish command within the Git suite. I, I say I think because I, I didn't really track it back to see when it was introduced, but the man page that certain features about Git Worktree are in an experimental stage. Anyway, Git Worktree is a is a is an interesting little feature of Git that I don't feel a whole lot of people know about yet, and I figured it would be worth an episode. So imagine this, and this is kind of the canonical example straight out of the, the man page. So it's, and I think it is one example. I think it is a common example. So you're working on some software. You've been working all week on this uh, new feature for this software branch. Maybe you've been assigned assigned this feature, or maybe you have. Maybe you're working alone, and it's just this is what you've allotted your time for. Whatever it is, exciting new feature. You've been working all week. Suddenly, your project manager comes in and says, "There's an urgent fix that needs to be made. You have to drop everything and make that fix. It's a hot fix. It's got to be done. No questions. Has to be done right now. Drop." everything. So the problem with that scenario is that it it demands that you sort of risk the integrity of your current influx git work tree. And when I say work tree, it really just means the 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 git clone that you have of your original upstream repository. You know, when you did a git clone, you've got this directory, right? You've got a folder that that you know is a git repository. It's got a git directory in it. It's being tracked by git. So that is called a work tree. And the the the, the term work tree or tree to represent a directory structure or a version control uh, system goes back a long way. And you can kind of imagine it as really a tree where the 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 main trunk of the tree is in Git what we call the master branch. I don't know why we don't call it the trunk uh, in Git, except that I think the theory is that there is no trunk in Git. So I, I believe that's why they didn't use trunk, uh, because it is uh, decentralized, uh, sort of. So so yeah, I guess there's no there is no trunk. But if you think of it as a trunk. Then you've got your trunk, and then you've got you. You can create branches, and when you're finished working in a branch, you can merge that branch. You can graft that branch back into that main trunk, thereby adding to the, the that sort of through line of of finalized, approved source code. And branches are are designed for f- sort of in part for this situation where where you do you realize one afternoon when you're when you've been working on something for a week you realize that way back there in in the master branch there was a a really important uh, there's there's a, a a problem there's something that needs to be fixed and you have to drop everything for whatever reason it could be a security problem it could be something that you checked in that you didn't need to check in yet or rather push that you didn't need to push uh, you know, whatever it is, something back there you need to fix. And in theory, the, the branch structure 
does let you do that. It lets you walk away from from one set of of from one from work one workspace, as it were, and and switch over to a different workspace. But in practice, your workspace can get pretty messy, or I should say, your work tree can get pretty messy. And for instance, you might have files that are are modified. Uh, you have files that that Git doesn't even track yet. You have files maybe that are temporary, and you don't want to you don't want to lose track of. You know, there's just kind of it becomes sort of a a marriage of a fragile marriage of of what you're holding in your head of how all these pieces fit together and and what Git believes everything how everything fits together. And to walk away from that can just it can be a little bit risky. Maybe not technically risky, although sometimes it might be. I mean, if you if you accidentally if you're mucking around in your in your workspace, then then something could get moved that wasn't supposed to get moved because you weren't thinking about it because now you've moved on to this hot fix that you have to make and you forget that this one file is really super important for and so on. So it's it's really it's for safety you probably wouldn't really want to necessarily work in that same area. Now there is another mechanism aside from git branch that is designed to help with this and that is called git stash which probably deserves an episode on its own actually. I don't think I've really talked about git stash all that much. It's a pretty handy mechanism and it's kind of this idea that you've yes you've got your workspace or your work tree and suddenly you realize you have to do something important somewhere else so you can just take everything in your workspace and put it into a box, shove the box on a shelf and now you've got a clean workspace. Brilliant. It's perfect, right? Well, yes, in, in, in theory it is perfect. In practice, sometimes that doesn't quite work out as well as, as it needs to because, uh, git stash doesn't, can't, it's not gonna take care of some of the files that you've got going on or, or it's gonna depend on a certain state of your branch in order to make sense and so on. So it, it does work, but it doesn't, I don't think it's a, it's not quite the clean slate that you might want. So, one of the solutions that has come up, I guess maybe recently, maybe not, either way, I learned about it recently, another solution is this command called git work tree. Now, I do feel like there was an unofficial version of this command, uh, it's really a hack, where people we've probably all done it. I mean, I know I've done it. I know I've I've seen other people do it. So, I think it's a I think it was a common hack that that probably got made official and and cleaned up a bit by work by git work tree but the the hack was that you would just kind of tiptoe out of your git repository do a copy recursive of your foo.git folder and now you've got foo.git dash hotfix and you go into that copy you do a git hard reset or a, a git what is it git dash dash hard head reset um and I, i'm i'm saying that wrong i can t- i can type it correctly, I promise. Uh, I think it's git reset dash dash hard head, all capitals there. I, I said it aloud and it worked. Um, so you do git reset and then you just do your, your changes, you know, maybe you make a new branch, do your changes on this copied, on this clean, on this sanitized copy of your repository. Or, or you could just maybe just do another git clone, you know, whatever. The, the point is that you essentially, you just, you abandon your current work tree, pretend like it doesn't exist for a moment, do the emergency work in some other physical location on your file system, commit your changes, push them, and then get back into your Git work tree. So there is a, a method of, of, of sort of getting around Git. And the problem with that is exactly that, that you're getting around Git. And or you're getting around Git. 
Um, and that's that's not necessarily a problem. I mean, it it's a hack and it works, and, and I think a lot of people have done it, so I guess that's that. But I think when you start resorting to that sort of, um, I don't know, shadow IT, as it were, or, or shadow coding or whatever, um, it, I think it betrays that either you're in a state personally of not understanding the Git, well, the state of Git, or the mechanisms of Git, or that Git doesn't understand what you need, or, or, or lacks a feature that you need, or that you don't know about a feature that Git has. So, I, I, you know, I mean, I've used a couple of hacks on Git. I'm, heck, I main, I maintain a hack for Git called Git Portal, which, um, symlinks binary blobs to local storage so that you don't have to check them into your Git repository. And it works quite well for me, and, and that's a, that's a total hack, but works for me, works pretty well for what I use it for, uh, so it's not, I don't know, it's, it's not a problem that I do that. I'm aware that I'm doing it, it's not a problem for me. Um, and doing this sort of copying of your work tree works, it's just, it does tell, it broadcasts to someone somewhere that the user's needs are not being met by Git, I think. And I think Git work tree is a way of resolving that dissonance. And it, it provides a couple of features. I mean, it, it, this isn't just a, a sort of a philosophical thing of, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing something because of Git outside of Git. It, that's not what this is. This is, um, I feel, this is something that that actually serves a purpose and provides some interesting uh, new features. So what we'll do is I'm going to create, I'm going to go to my demo folder here, and I'm going to make a make a directory called penguin.git. I'm going to change directory into penguin.git. I'm going to do an uh, git init dash dash bear. And so now this is a an inside out git repository that I shouldn't work in because this is going to be, that. this is my my pretend remote. This is my origin. So what I've just created, we will pretend, is on a server somewhere. So it's, it's, it's out there on the internet. And now I'll back out of that, and I'll make a new directory, and I'm going to call this one penguin.clone. And as you can imagine, I'm going to do, oh, actually, I'm going to remove penguin.clone that I just made. Remove that directory. And I'm going to instead do a git clone of penguin.git, git clone penguin.git, and I'm going to clone it right right here in the same directory to a thing called penguin.clone. Now it's warning me that I've cloned an empty repository, and it's correct that I, I have, and that's fine. Uh, and if I do an ls-a, I see that there is a git directory here, so that's good. That means I'm in a git-controlled environment. So penguin.clone is my work tree. That's my... That's what this is called. Is it's it's the it's a we we often call it just a Git repository or a Git clone or something like that. But but technically speaking, I guess in Git terms, this is my work tree. This is my local copy of something that exists somewhere else. This is my copy of the of all that source code. This is my work tree. This is where I'm going to do my work. So the first thing I'll do, I guess, is do um I'll do an echo of hello, and I'll redirect the output into a file called hello.txt. And now I'm going to git add hello.txt, and I'm going to git commit as first commit, and now I have a git log that consists of one commit, which says first commit, and I've now got that in my local git work tree. Now I'm going to git uh, remote origin add, unless I already have that, I'll do a git remote dash v. Okay, it already knows where my origin is. That's good. So I'm just going to be able to do a git push origin head 
And so now my I've just pushed my changes up to my server. So now I've got hello.txt committed in my log and pushed to the remote server, which in this case, of course, is just a directory on my file system called penguin.git, and I'm in penguin.clone. Okay, so that's that's kind of the setup. Now, let's pretend that for several weeks I've been working on this exciting new feature, and in order to do that, I guess I would have done a git checkout-b dev. So I've just created a new branch and checked out that branch, and it's called dev. And maybe here in dev, I have changed or I've created a new uh, file, or actually maybe I've, um, yeah, I've created a new file. I'll do an echo foo into a file called foo.txt, and maybe I've even, uh, maybe I've, maybe I've changed, well, that's gonna, I, I keep wanting to change something, but I've only got one file, so I guess we won't do that. I guess it, it'll be enough right now, because I don't want to get into git, um, commits, or, uh, git merges and merge conflicts. I think that's, overstepping the scope of this. So I'm going to just do an ls, and I've got a hello.txt, and I've got a foo.txt. Of course, if I do a git status, then I have one untracked file, foo.txt. And, and in real life, of course, you might have things like the fact that maybe hello.txt has been changed, or some other file that was committed and pushed has been changed. So you might have something modified, you have, you have something untracked, you might have other files that have been deleted or moved, who knows? All kinds of crazy things happen in a Git work tree, especially after a few days of, of coding. Now you realize there's something very important back on the master branch that needs to be changed. And that is not convenient right now because I have stuff in all kinds of different states. And if I were to walk away from this now, I could risk losing something. Either maybe I might have to restore some file that, that I've deleted for, for this system to work, or maybe I've I've moved it and I have to move it back for my for my hot fix. But but then what's going to happen? So it can introduce a lot of confusion. I mean, of course, I mean there there's a risk of merge conflicts anyway. And at some point, you just kind of have to get used to that and get comfortable with that and and trust in Git and just know that when there's a merge conflict, you can fix it. You can go in. You can take the the version that you you want to keep. And, and resolve any conflict. In theory, that's not a big deal. That's largely, that, that is part of what Git is designed to do. So that shouldn't be too scary. Um, but this is, so this is less about avoiding merge conflicts as it is about just walking away prematurely from a, 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 a Git state that is in flux, that is in progress, getting out of that just temporarily to do something elsewhere in a clean way. Okay. So right now I know that I'm in the git branch called dev, but I know that I want to be back in my first commit. So I'm going to create a new work tree here. And that's the command for that is git work tree add. So that's git space work tree, all one string there, space add space dash b. And I'll call this a uh, hotfix. And then I need to give it the location. So I'm going to do tilde slash demo slash, um, let's do, what's this penguin? I'm going to call this penguin.tree. And the place that I want to park my head at is the master branch. So I type master at the end of that. So the, the syntax is a little bit, I think, a little bit weird. But it's git work tree add dash b. And then like the the user or the human friendly name of this work tree, of this workspace that you're about to create. And then the actual location of the data on your file system, which is a new location. So, and it should not be within your current Git work tree. This should be somewhere else. So I'm just going back out to my demo folder and making a new directory. And it'll make the directory if it doesn't exist. So penguin.tree and then where you want the head to end up. 
And in this case, I, I don't have that many choices. I've got either my master branch or I've got my dev branch. But you can set it to, to any number of things. Okay, do that. It, it confirms for me that uh, there is now a location called slash home slash clatu slash demo slash penguin dot tree. Identifier penguin dot tree. Head is now at 54 git bd483. So guess what if I do git log, I see that my first commit ever, my only commit ever, was 54 bd483. So that's exactly where that has been reset to, so that's good. So now I can just go out to cd slash, or cd uh, tilde slash demo penguin dot tree, and there's a hello.txt, no foo.txt, and if I do a git status, I'll see that everything is, is fine. I'm on branch hotfix, nothing to commit, working tree is clean, I'm free to do whatever I need to do. So what we'll do is we'll do an echo world at the end, and I'll append that to hello.txt. Then I'm going to commit that as um, hotfix, and then, oh, I forgot to add it, first of all. So add, and then, and, and, git commit. There we go. And then I'll git push that, git push origin. Now, it wants me to set the upstream origin to hotfix. So I'm going to do a git push dash dash set dash upstream origin hotfix. So in other words, I'm now pushing not just my fix, but the branch upon which I have made the fix to the server. And now I'm basically done with that work tree. There are a couple of ways to deal with the work tree once you're finished with it. You can, first of all, do what I just did, push push your change. You could also not push your change, but tar up your, your work tree. So to do that, you do a git space archive space dash dash format tar, for instance, dash dash output hotfix.tar, uh, and then whatever branch you want to tar up. In this case, it would be hotfix. Uh, or you can fetch the changes locally from a separate work tree. So you could go back to penguin.clone, you could do a git fetch on uh, tilde slash demo slash penguin.tree, and, and just clone over the hotfix branch, or, or fetch, rather, the, the branch. And then you could merge it at your leisure. Um, pushing it is is one way to do it. Just I guess it kind of depends on... on on what kind of permissions you have on the server. But now I'm going to go back over to my to my main work tree and when once you're there you can do or from your main work tree actually probably from either one but you can do a git work tree space list and see what work trees you have in existence. And because you made the work tree from within git, git is aware of your work tree, which is a quite quite a nice feature that the hack of just going out and be going rogue and copying your your git clone, that doesn't provide this sort of awareness. You just kind of have to remember that a copy exists and that's not your main working branch and that the one that you actually care about is over here, but this was important for that one feature that you had to do. Don't do that. Git work tree. Now you can do a git work tree list and see that they, that you, that you've got a copy of your work tree and where it exists. When you move a work tree, should you need to move a work tree, you can do that by telling git work tree to move to move the 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 work tree the copy so for instance if for some reason i'll, I'll make a directory called slash uh, tilde slash demo slash hpr and let's say for once for whatever reason i want to i need to move my penguin.tree work tree into into that folder so i would do git work tree move and that is the word move m o v e I don't know, maybe they've aliased it to MV, I'm not sure, I've never tried, but move, 
penguin.tree to tilde slash demo slash hpr. And now it's moved, and if I do a get work tree list, I get still two work trees, but now it knows where the penguin.tree work tree is located. It knows that it's been moved out of the demo folder into a subdirectory called hpr in the demo folder. So that's a kind of a nice feature. You can also just get rid of it if you're done with it. You can do git work tree, remove penguin, penguin.tree, and it gets rid of it. And when I say that it gets rid, rid of it, I mean it gets rid of the data and it gets rid of the the entry in its list. So if I do a git work tree list, I've just got my penguin clone now. And if I do an ls on slash uh, tilde slash demo slash hpr, it's an empty directory now. It's gone. The, the data is gone. Now, of course, I've pushed that data to the server, so it's still accessible to me. And here I am hanging out on my dev branch. I see that I do have a hotfix branch. That's cool. Uh, and if I do a git fetch origin, then now I've got all the changes, and then I could git merge and see what happens. I could git merge, git <laughs> merge, um, what is it, dev space hotfix. It says it's going to fast forward hello.txt. It does that. If I do a cat of hello.txt, I've now got hello and world in my text file. But I've still got the... The, the the floating status of my of my of my work tree. I've still got foo.txt as an untracked file, and if I had made changes elsewhere, they would still be there. If I'd moved files, they would still have been moved. So, in other words, I'm able to make changes outside of my workspace, and then either apply them to the server for merging later, or store them in a tar file for merging later, or or whatever I need to do in order for them to be available. And then I can keep working in my current work tree, bring it to some kind of comfortable stopping place, and then deal with all the merging back into master or, or whatever my workflow is. So Git work tree is sort of a kind of a simple... It's, it's almost an overly simple and rudimentary solution to, I think, what, what does become a, a rather common problem. I feel like like I've said, I feel like people have done the hack often enough that probably Worktree got developed in recognition of that. That's what it feels like to me. I can't confirm. Well, I probably could confirm that if I bothered doing some research, but um, it doesn't seem that important to me. Point is that this feature exists, and it is quite a nice feature because you can make your copies, you can work in your copies, you can be aware of your copies from within Git, and and it is stored too. It is not just sort of. I mean, obviously, Git is aware of it, so, I mean, that, that means that it exists somewhere. And the place that it exists is in your dot slash git, I mean, not dot slash, your dot git folder, uh, in a f- subdirectory called work trees. And then if there were something, like back when I did have a hotfix work tree, it, it would be in dot git work trees, uh, penguin dot tree or whatever. In fact, we could do it right now. Git work tree add dash b uh, example and then we'll make it out here example ping penguin dot example and we'll reset it or we'll send it back to the master branch again now if i do an ls on my dit, dot git directory in work trees i see a, a folder called penguin example if i look in penguin example there's a whole little sort of a subtree within that uh, like a sub git directory within that within that work tree that will track uh, the git directory, the head, the, the logs, all kinds of stuff. So it's it's pretty pretty interesting um, to to witness, and and that way 
if you need access to that for some reason within a Git hook or something like that, you've got it. So it, it it's a very formalized way of doing something that 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 feels like it shouldn't even be part of Git. It, it feels very much like cheating because you're abandoning sort of a branch and you're 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 essentially just creating a new trunk, a new master branch that that lives parallel to your actual master branch. But it's fine. It works. As I say, if you're, if you're changing a bunch of stuff, get ready for merge conflicts, but that's kind of part of life when you're editing source code from lots of different places. I mean, that's going to happen. Um, and obviously it depends on your use case too. If, if your, if your features and your fixes are truly, truly separate, maybe they'll never collide. Worktree is still useful because at least it gets you into a clear mental space, a clear workspace where you have no danger of accidentally moving some file that wasn't supposed to be moved or removing a file that wasn't supposed to be removed and so on. So that is Git Worktree. I hope that's been useful to you. I've I've enjoyed using it the couple of times that I've used it so far. Hopefully you will too. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.